Welcome back to the Ice Bath Sports Podcast. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's just jump right into it. We had another solid week of football. Um, I think every week's a solid week of football, as long as it's football season. Yeah, as long as football's on, it's a solid week. Yeah. Um, the beer's running cold. The football's running uh, hot. I um, guess. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's jump right into some just some headlines for this week. Uh, Damian Pierce is staying hot. Um, it's it's really Damian Pierce season right now in Houston. This week he had a 68% snap rate, which is his highest of the season. He averaged nearly 9.4 per carry. Obviously, he had the 75-yard touchdown run, which is going to add to that, but yeah, he's looking very, up, very yeah. effective. Yes. Um, he also had six catches, only eight yards, but the usage in the passing game should show a lot about how the team feels about Damian Pierce moving forward. Rex Burkhead is no longer a threat, as he looked to be in week one, which was kind of a weird week where he out-snapped him, out-touched him and everything. Um, but, you know, moving forward, Damian Pierce has to be a mid- to high-end RB, too. Yeah, I agree. And uh, their offensive line hasn't looked that bad. No, they really haven't. And they're they're giving him space. He's he's just a playmaker. I mean, we saw it in the preseason, too. Right. Um, his cuts are just very, very good for somebody that was taken where he was. Um, you know, Damian Pierce is probably one of my favorite packs in the league at this point. Yeah, I have him in one of my keeper leagues, uh, so I'm, I'm ecstatic about that. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I I played him almost everywhere this week, but uh, one league, and you know that's the league I, I lost in because I didn't play Damian Pierce. I think Damian Pierce is getting to the point where he's a must start every week. Oh, 100%. He's going to get the volume. Uh, he has no competition, like you said. Burkhead's no longer a threat. Uh, I, I think Pierce is definitely a must start if you have him in that RB2 flex range. Um, another running back that had a, a really good – Good week was uh, Miles Sanders. We got to um, give him some love, man. Yeah. Miles Sanders has been really, really good. I've slept on him. Uh, I've slept on a lot of my Eagles. Uh, maybe I'm too much of a critic on my own team. But uh, Miles Sanders, you know where he currently ranks right now in rushing yards amongst the league? Where does he rank? Third. He's third um, in rushing yards amongst all players. Uh, most of my concern regarding Sanders going into the year was whether or not he was going to stay healthy. Um you know, he hasn't really had a full season yet. And uh, I also thought his workload might be vultured by Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Ganwell, or Boston Scott. But apparently, uh, none of them are, are really No, vulturing. shout out Nick Sirianni, man. He's mm-hmm. using him like Miles Sanders should be used. I mean, Doug Peterson, right. we talk about it, how he loves to use running back by committee. Um, you know, Miles Sanders has got to be used as a workhorse back, and he's he is being used as a workhorse yeah. back, and he's been very, very effective. Well, speaking of Sirianni, actually, uh, he came out and announced that Sanders is their guy after uh, this past week where Sanders rushed 27 times, had over 130 yards and a pair of touchdowns. He also had a couple catches, so he's getting involved in the passing game. Um, what this tells me is that Sanders has running back one potential going forward. Yeah, he's an um, RB1. I mean, you look at how successful this offense has been. It's the fifth-best rushing offense, second-best overall offense, and then you look at the uh, Eagles' offensive line and how dominant they played up front. I mean, it may have taken almost four seasons, but the Miles Sanders breakout is here. Congratulations if you have him, and if you don't, uh, I'm sure you're putting together a package yeah, I mean, pretty like, soon to trade for him. Like we said, the only reason why it took the four seasons was because of the coaching and the play calls yeah. that were being drawn and, up. And, and he had he did have the injury bug. He had injuries, but, man, he's looking really good right now. Yeah, his rookie season, he, he I mean, he was making plays. Um I remember vividly, like, I I remember there was one pass that uh, went through to him, and, like, he caught it, and it was just an incredible catch. It was an incredible pass. It was just an incredible play all around. Um, 
But Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, they're not the only running backs that popped off this this week. We've got a couple more. Yeah, um, Josh Jacobs. Uh, you know, he got off to a slow start this season, uh, but so did the entire Raiders team. Um, yeah. They've gotten their stuff together, and so has Jacobs. Uh, you know, the Raiders catch their first dub of the season, and you, you know what happened? Jacobs ran 28 times for 144 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Maybe with the additions of Dante Adams and Darren Waller, you're still a run-first team. Not only that, I think the addition of Devontae Adams opens up a lot of the run game. Right, Because right. you, you've got to pay attention to, to Devontae Adams. He is a top three receiver in the league, probably not two or three. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to open up the run game. You're um, going to have to double-team Devontae Adams a lot. You can't ignore Darren Waller. And a lot of this is just going to open up holes for Josh Jacobs to shine. 100%. And uh, I believe this is the first week that Jacobs has had – over 20 carries. Okay. So, I mean, that kind of correlates. I don't know how much you want to relate it to, to the win, but as long as you're, you're feeding Josh Jacobs, it's, you know, paying off. He also had some receiving work, got five, six targets for 34 yards or 31 yards. I'm sorry. Um, this monster day shows a lot of promise for Jacobs and the Raiders actually. Uh, but you know, there were questions about Jacobs going into the season. Uh, I feel like this game really answered all those questions. Yeah. Another running back, Rashad Penny, he really coined a nice game. Yeah. <laughs> if you drafted Penny in the mid to late rounds, you got to steal. Mm-hmm. You've got a high-end RB2 with RB1 upside, and it's pretty clear. Um, the last two games, he's had a 70% snap rate, and he's out in this past week on Sunday. He out-touched Kenneth Walker 18-9. to um, You know, Penny's looking like he did, like, the last couple weeks of last season. Yeah. Um, he averaged 8.9 per carry, scoring twice. And the thing that shocks me the most, I do all my leagues on sleepers, so that's kind of where I pay attention. He's still available in 18% of sleeper leagues. So if for some odd reason he's out there, you have to go get him right now. So Rashad Penny is out there in 18% of sleeper leagues. That doesn't make any sense. No. Sense. Sorry, I'll stop. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, no, that, that's that crazy, though. <laughs> that's crazy. Um. I mean, Rashad Penny, uh, there was the, the looming fear that Kenneth Walker was going to take over eventually, mm-hmm. but I think uh, Walker's injury at the beginning of the season kind of stunted that, and then now Penny has the, the opportunity to show. Yeah, show I would be himself. a little careful. If you do have Rashad Penny, I would hope you have Kenneth Walker just in case. I mean, Penny's got a long list of injury history as well. Um, so, I mean, you never know there, but he's looking like a solid high-end RB2 for fantasy right now. Yeah, I, I got him late in one of my leagues, which I'm ecstatic about. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a great week for running backs all around. Uh, this one hurts me. Yeah, Not even because I, I have I have him in one league, but just because I love the guy. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love this guy. I invested in him in, in a league, and it, it's unfortunate. It hurts. Javante Williams, man. What a sad ACL. end to the season. I mean, he wasn't playing very well to start this year. and But we've talked about how having Gordon and going running back by committee can help his health long term. Yeah. I mean, you still have, it's still a running back. Knee injuries exist. What now? I mean, Javante's only 22, so moving forward in dynasty leagues, still a great option. I think it all depends on how quick he comes back. I don't think the Broncos could rush him back, though. Um, it's just for the long-term health of the your star running back. I mean, he's going to be a star in this league if he can come back healthy. But having a torn 
uh, ACL and LCL, he's got a long road to recovery. Very long road. And I mean, it's, it's going to take him a couple of years before he's back to where he was. Look yeah. at Saquon Barkley. Barkley was, was almost scared to run last year, but, but now he's, he's back and having yeah. one of the best fantasy back seasons, you know, uh, this, this season. So actually the best fantasy back season so far. Um, I think Javante, uh, you got to hold on to him just because of that upside, but I'm not expecting him to, to come back immediately next year. Um, no, I agree. I, I think he's two years removed from being a relevant fantasy back again. Well, it goes without saying, if you have him in a redraft league, it's safe to drop him now. <laughs> yeah, I, I I put in for uh, somebody that we'll talk about later yeah. already and put in to drop Javante. Yeah. Um, and then uh, while we're on the topic of injuries. Oh, this one angers me a ton. I'm a, huge, whoa, bro. I'm a huge Tua fan. Um, everyone in this Dolphins organization deserves jail time for this. Mm-hmm. Which that's a joke, but I, there's got to be some more people that get fired for this. There's got to be some repercussions. Yes. How could you possibly let Tua play in that game on Thursday? How could you possibly let him come back on, last Sunday against the Bills? There's absolutely and they try to hide zero. It under the rug. Yes. They try to sweep it under the rug. There's the rug. zero chance he fell when he got up from the hit on uh, last Sunday from an ankle, ankle and back injury. Doesn't make sense. You you he let the guy come in and take another drop. hit. The dude could have he could have been paralyzed. It could have been even worse. I mean, nothing was scarier than him putting the hands in front of his face. Oh yeah, and just sitting there paralyzed. I, I mean, mean, that's the biggest sign that there's a neurological injury right there. Yeah, he's lucky that he's able to walk. He's thankfully, I think the equipment helped him a lot. Yeah. Um, these helmets nowadays are, they're like meant to take a beating, but. I am still very, very angry that this organization let that hit even happen. And yeah, and it's it's on the Dolphins organization. I loved Mike McDaniel's, but after after what happened with Tua, I have a lot of questions about him and his uh, just his ethics. You know, I, like, I I get where it. Where your morals at? I get it. Tua probably really pushed to play in that game, but there comes a time when you need to protect your player from himself. Yeah. And and that's what really separates a player's coach from, you know, uh, any other coach. Yes. You, you look at somebody like Dan Campbell. He's not going to let that happen. Right. You look at uh Frank Reich, Frank Reich already ruled out uh, Shaq Leonard yeah. with a concussion for, for Thursday. Um, and his isn't nearly as bad as two is. So the, the, the fact that they swept this under the rug, they let him play anyways. And then, you know, these are the, the what they're they're dealing with now is a lot more serious of an issue. Um, it just, it's it's crazy to me. Yeah. How can you how can you let that happen? All right, let's get into some picks. Uh, first off, last week uh, we had the same picks. Yes, we both finished ten and six. Which so, is a solid week. Uh, that's a really good week. It is a really good week. Pat pat myself on the back for that one. <laughs> week five picks. We'll start off with the Thursday game. We got India Denver. We've got a banged up Jonathan Taylor who I don't know if he's even going to play. I mean, we should have even talked about Jonathan Taylor and yeah. his slow start. Yeah, um, I, I was going to mention him uh, in Josh Jacobs, and I was going to say uh, how you know better be thankful you t- you drafted Jacobs and not you know someone like Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, but, um, yeah, Indy for sure uh, is not looked that great. I mean, they lost another game. What are they one, two, and one? Yeah, start the season. They they were supposed to win that division, and then now it's looking like they they might be you know, third place in that yeah. division. Um, I don't think they're a playoff team. 
They're, no. They're not. Matt Ryan's washed. That offensive line looks horrendous. The Jonathan Taylor, if, if your team is down consistently, you're not going to run the ball. And yeah. that's kind of why Jonathan Taylor has not been producing because they, they haven't had a need to run because they just need to be playing catch-up. So I would like to say about Jonathan Taylor why I'm not panicking. Just, just quick before we get into some more picks. But Jonathan Taylor is ranked, I believe, RB22 right now. Mm-hmm. Through the first four games of last season, he was ranked RB20. Yeah. Yeah, I, so yeah, I'm slow, not slow start last I'm not year as very well. worried about this, but at the same time, you downgraded at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's hurting the offense a ton. Right. Um and it's not really creating creating anything in the run game for Jonathan Taylor. But not moving forward, I'm not really panicking. Um, you know, maybe you could go out and buy him low. I'm not selling though. Yeah. I mean, the Colts really <laughs> this could be a whole another deep dive of discussion, but how can you go and, and give up those picks for Matt Ryan when you could have used those to invest in a receiver, especially with all the receiver movement this off season, know. you know, you, you, you moved could, Carson once for no reason. You could have been in the, the play for Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Imagine Tyreek Hill and Michael Pittman. Yeah. I mean, and I mean that offensive line also plays a little bit of a part, but anyway, I, I have Denver winning. Yeah, uh, I do too. They're home. I think, anyone going and playing in mile high is at a disadvantage yep. because of that elevation. Um, Indy has a banged up Jonathan Taylor. They haven't looked great. And Denver's coming off a really bad loss uh, to the Raiders. And I think they're looking to bounce back yep, on I Thursday agree. night. Uh, Broncos country. Let's ride. We got another London game. We've got uh, the giants versus green Bay. Um, this one's a little interesting. This is the first time in the history of the London series where both teams have been over 500. Wow. London's seen some pretty bad football when they uh, when we go over there. Um, yeah. And I think they're going to see some more pretty bad football. I, I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. Be a very sloppy game, I think. I think it'll be a sloppy game. I think Green Bay comes away with the win. Um, but, you know, with these London games, you honestly have no idea. I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants pull it off. So I, I actually have something very similar to say. Um, similar to my Colts-Chiefs pick. I think this is contingent on one person playing. If Daniel Jones suits up and is ready to go and healthy, the Giants are winning this game. Okay. Uh, but I, I have marked down Green Bay because as of right now, it's looking like both Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor may miss this game, which would make Davis Webb step up, and uh, Green Bay would have a field day with that. But uh, I don't think Green Bay is going to really be able to stop Saquon Barkley. I agree. And I think that's going to be the, the X factor here. So as long as they have somebody uh, at quarterback like Daniel Jones who can make you know a couple necessary throws, I think the Giants take this dub. Uh, so that's, that game's a little contingent for me, but as of right now, I have Green Bay if Daniel Jones can't go. All right, we got Pitt at Buffalo. This has got to be one of the biggest spreads I've ever seen for a game. Buffalo's 14-point favorites. Yeah. Um, Needless to say, I'm picking Buffalo here, but uh, I, I don't like that. I think 14 is a lot to cover. And and all of a sudden you have Kenny Pickett stepping in. Buffalo doesn't have much film on Pickett yeah. aside from college. And their secondary is still pretty banged up. So I'm, I'm taking Buffalo to win just because I, I think Josh Allen isn't going to lose a game like this. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a lot closer than oh, uh, I completely 14 agree. points. Yeah, 14 points spread. Got the Chargers at Cleveland. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers here. 
Yeah, yeah, I gotta go with the Chargers. Keenan Allen might play this week. Yeah. Um, there's something up with this Chargers defense, man. Yeah. They're they're not looking that good. No, no, the Chargers D is not looking really as, not as great as I anticipated. But they also lost Joey Bosa. Yeah. So that I mean, that, that's that's that their pass loss. rush right there. I mean, yeah, Cleo Mack, but Cleo Mack was having such a su- successful year. Words are hard uh, because Joey Bosa was on the other side of him. So. I, I think the Chargers are going to struggle a little bit out of the gate here, but I think ultimately they're going to win this game. Yeah, I agree. I think it's pretty close at the beginning, but it comes down to Herbert outplaying Brissett. Right, right. Uh, I think their defenses are pretty evenly matched up there. Yep. Um, what, I, what I could see happening is uh, Cleveland blitzing uh, early and often. And you have no to. Rashawn Slater. You have no Rashawn Slater. I mean, it could I, be a Miles Garrett field day. Yeah, Um. I could see Cleveland's defense pulling this one out, but I got to go the Chargers on paper. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. We got Chicago at Minnesota. Man, Chicago's bad. They are really bad. I they, don't know how they have what two wins. Yeah, they have two wins. Well, you look back to Week One, week that one, San Fran yeah, game. That's, th- that's just a fluky an anomaly. Game, but uh, yeah, they're. I think Minnesota wins this one pretty easily. I like a big game from Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could definitely but see that happening. also, we've talked about this week in, week out, how this Chicago run defense is bad. Dalvin Cook could have a day. Yeah, well, and, and it, with Dalvin Cook being a little banged up, I think they're they're scared to use him in full volume. I think Alexander Madison, Madison have a, is going to have a day. I think he's going to be a touchdown-dependent RB, too. Okay, I like it. But I also have Minnesota. Um, Detroit at New England. Whew. This is a weird – I think this is a, one of the better games of the week. I think, for me, it depends if Mac Jones plays. Um, as much as I'm not a huge fan of Mac Jones, he's pretty much the difference maker in that offense right now. You look how right. bad they looked with Bailey Zappi in there. And But they still you know, kept in that game with uh, Green Bay. And I, I think that was huge because of the run game. Yeah. Um, Stevenson looked really good. Damian Harris looked really good. But if they have to rely on the pass, you need Mac Jones in there to make some plays. Um, If Mac Jones is out, I think Detroit wins this. If Mac Jones plays, I'm going to go with New England. I think Detroit's going to win this regardless because their defense is ranked last in the NFL, but their offense is ranked first in the NFL. Um, Their defense is ranked last by a mile, though. This defense is like on pace to be one of the worst defenses of all time, I believe. Right, right. Um but I don't think... Let me praise Jared Goff real quick. Jared yeah. Goff is the number five fantasy quarterback right now. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Not me. I love me some Jared Goff, man. The The O-line looks really, really good. Yeah. The run game looks really good with Jamal Williams. I mean, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Jamal Williams was a top five running back this week. You called that. Shout out to you. Um, Detroit's offense is really, really good. And their defense is really, really bad. So, I mean... Yeah, uh, but I think it comes down to New England has an okay defense, uh, but they don't really have much going for them on, on offense. Yeah. I, I think Detroit takes this this win. Um, I don't think New England really has the uh, – the, well, is Amonra St. Brown playing this week? I don't know. That's what I was also thinking. If, I mean, if Sun God's not playing, then I don't know. But if he, if he plays, Detroit's winning this no matter what. Okay. If, if Mac Jones plays, I think I still give the slight edge to Detroit because their defense is going to – you know, step it up eventually. I mean, you look at uh, whose defense was it a couple of years ago? Dallas, a couple of years ago, had a, a horrendous defense to start the season. Like, first half of the, the season, it was on pace to be the worst defense. And all of a sudden, they clenched up and they finished as like, a, uh, their defense was like top half in the league. 
So it's usually what happens is you, f- you find out the issue and you address it, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, that's the missing piece in that defense. So I think Detroit, is, is, one of these weeks, is going to get their stuff together. Um, they, I mean, Jeff Okuda's looked really good. Except for against DK Metcalf. Yeah, but, I mean, it's DK Metcalf. Yeah, I got to praise DK Metcalf as, as much as it pains me because I'm – I think he's very overrated, but he did have a really good game, and he looked really good against one of the top corners this year. So, yeah, which shout speak, out DK Metcalf. Speaking of DK Metcalf, uh, our next game is Seattle and yeah. New Orleans. Um, you know what? It's the Geno Smith era. Yeah. <laughs> Geno's looking really, really good. Yeah. Um, I've got Seattle winning this game. I also have Seattle winning this game. Wow. Yeah. I, I thought I, I thought it was kind of a bold pick by me. Me there, too. But... Me too. Um, well, because New Orleans, uh, either whether it's Dalton or banged up Jameis Winston, I mean that's not uh, you know the best quarterback situation. And that's that's and what's G- hurt them a lot this year is Gino's, that quarterback situation. Jameis has been like surprisingly accurate this season. Uh, I think he has like a completion percentage of like over seventy five percent on, the, on it's... the year. Um, it's like scary good. You got weapons in DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You have a couple of decent tight ends. Rashad Penny in the backfield. You know, New Orleans defense uh, looks fairly pedestrian. Yeah. Um, especially against Minnesota. And although New Orleans, New Orleans almost came back and won that game, and New Orleans is home, I still got to give the edge to Seattle. I agree. Yeah. So uh, next game is Miami at the Jets. Your Jets. My Jets. Who you got? My two and two, second place, New York Jets. Who do you have winning this game? I've got Miami winning it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, even even with Teddy Bridgewater, I think uh, I think Miami gets it done. I think the offense is just too good. You've got the playmakers in Waddle and Hill, and uh, you know you could only do so much against those guys. And the moment Tyreek Hill signed with Miami, I was very scared that to face those two guys twice a year. Um, with Tua, I think this kind of becomes a blowout. With Bridgewater, I think it becomes a very close game. I like a Miami twenty-four twenty victory. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think the Jets' offense is good enough to keep up with that Miami offense right now. So there are three reasons that I've picked the Jets to Uh-oh. upset Miami. Uh oh. Um, one, the Jets are home. Home field advantage plays a, a, a is a huge difference maker, especially in divisional games. Um, two, I think Zach Wilson looked really good despite his two interceptions. Uh, I think he's going to make some plays, and I don't think Miami's defense is all that great. Okay. Uh, and speaking of defenses, number three, the Jets secondary has played really well. Yes, you outside got, of the safeties, which actually stepped it up against Pitt. Yeah. Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner, shout out Sauce Sauce at Buffalo Waddlings. Very good. Very good. Um, so between Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, yeah. that, D- that duo has been almost well, as good as Darius Slay and James Bradbury. DJ Reed has been a very solid pickup for Joe Douglas and company. Yeah. He's looked really good he's and look, I'm shocked. He, he's really good as an understatement. Yes. He has looked phenomenal. He has allowed the second lowest passer rating when targeted. And this he came in, I I was a little scared with him coming in because he is an undersized corner to, to play boundary. Yeah. Um, but he's been locking up guys. Sauce has been locking up guys. Sauce allowed two catches for nine yards against Pittsburgh. He's got guys lost in the sauce right now. Yeah. So you. But the thing is, they've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. That's what scares me. 
Right, and I think that Robert Sala, being a defensive-minded guy, is going to be able to shut down both Hill and Waddle good enough to, to win this game. I, I hope you're right. <laughs> I, 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 I truly, like, I'm so confident in the Jets this week just because I, I see so much promise in this team, and I really like the, the foundation that they've built. And I think Miami, without Tua, I, I'm not a huge Teddy B fan. I'm, no, he's... I, I've never been a... a a huge I mean, I was fan. watching the game Thursday. He looked terrible. Yeah, and even with a week of preparation, I don't think that's going to be enough for him to step in. Like, I think he's a great locker room guy, but I think that's that's the extent of Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. All right, we got Atlanta at Tampa Bay. I'm going with Tampa here. Atlanta's just not good. Atlanta's been surprising me lately. I don't um, think they're that good. They're they're two and two, but they've kept it close in most of their games. Um, I just don't think Arthur Smith is a good coach. Atlanta's also 4-0 against the spread this season. They are, I know. Um, I got to go Tampa at home now that they have all their weapons back. Tampa's going to be legit. Brady looked really good. I know they lost, but... But it's the Chiefs. I mean, that's more so on Tampa's defense. Yeah. But, I don't know. Atlanta's going to keep it close, but I still got Tampa to win. At divisional games, you never know, but... Mike Evans, AJ Terrell could be a pretty cool matchup to watch. Yeah, I mean, and another uh, good matchup is going to be um, Kyle Pitts and probably what Devin White. Yeah, whoever whoever they put uh, on Pitts. So yeah. Tennessee at Washington's our next game. Yeah, this is another one where we differ. I'm going to go with the Washington Commanders at home here. Um, Tennessee just hasn't really looked great. Um, I mean, Washington's pretty bad too. I think this one's another game where it's going to be hard to watch. Yeah. Um, I think at home, Washington takes it. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to come out and hopefully return to his week one and two form. Um, I like a big day from Terry McLaurin here. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's a close game, and I think it's a toss-up. But I have Tennessee here. Uh, I know Washington's home. I know this goes against me, giving you know home field advantage, uh, uh, being a, a big playmaker in, in these games, but... Washington's offensive line is non-existent. Samuel Cosme is horrible. Um, he's, he's so bad. Um, you know, you, you give up nine sacks to the Eagles just a couple weeks ago. This past week, Wentz has had no time to throw. Like, I just, I'm so empathetic. I just want to take a moment. Can we take a moment of silence real quick for Carson Wentz's career, for having been thrown into Washington with this non-existent offensive line It's that bad? Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, to be fair, he hasn't looked good, but he doesn't have a lot of time. He has, um, he has zero time. Yeah. I, I I would love to look into how much time he's he's averaged to have to throw. It's got to be bottom five. Uh, easy. Maybe bottom two. And maybe I mean, bottom one. How can you even blame the sacks on him when, you know, you, you turn to escape the pocket and there's a guy meeting you on either side? Yeah. Um, I just – I think Tennessee, you know, yeah, Justin Simmons, if, you know, I think he's going to – absolutely eat unfortunately i'm a big Wentz guy but i i think tennessee takes his stub i think derrick henry runs all over washington all right and i don't think washington's gonna do anything unless they drastically improve their offensive line and get chase young back so next yeah, game houston at jacksonville i think this is gonna be a surprisingly good game i agree i think the running backs have a both running backs i think james robinson and damian pierce have solid weeks I'm going to give the edge to Jacksonville on this one. I think Jacksonville needs to bounce back. Um, 
I'm in their home and with everything that just happened down in Florida, mm. uh, I know Jacksonville's, you know, a lot more up north and inland, but still, you know, you're representing the state of Florida and, and with everything that they've gone through after Hurricane Ian, um, I think that they have a lot of, uh, this, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they have a lot to fight for. Yeah. Uh, I think Jacksonville takes this dub. I don't think it's going to be a blow. I think it's going to be a close game. But I agree. Jacksonville definitely wins. Yep. San Fran at Carolina. Oof. San Fran looked good last night. Yeah, but which San Fran's going to show up? The San know, Fran that played against Denver the or the San Fran that played against the Rams? That is the thing. Uh, San Fran also owns the Rams. They do. They, they've won the last five now. Yeah. Um, I'm going with San Fran against Carolina. It's just Carolina's not good. Yeah, um, and part of the reason that San Fran won last night was just because San Fran's defense has looked outstanding. The defense is really good, and Debo Samuel's really good at football. Yeah, um... But but also the Rams offensive line is another offensive line that has not looked good. But that that offensive line that they were playing second and third stringers yeah. last night. Um, I I don't think Carolina has that good of an O line. I think May- Baker Mayfield uh, is terrible. Yeah, he's he's, he's not good. I had some faith in him at the beginning of the season, I especially with that supporting cast. Yeah. But uh, he has not showed anything. You can't even get the ball to DJ Moore, man. No. Uh, so for for that reason, I'm taking San Fran. Dallas at the Rams. Speaking of the Rams. As long as the Rams' offensive line stays similar to what it was last night, how can you not take Dallas, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence? And I think Dak is trying to play this game. If Dak plays, I mean, I think this is a pretty big win for Dallas. If Dak plays, it's a blowout. I agree. Uh, And I think they win with Cooper Rush as well. I'm going Dallas all the way here. Yeah, yeah, I I also like Dallas this week. Um, I know it's in L.A., but... Typically, LA doesn't really have the best uh, showout. Yeah, but I mean, if, if Dak's playing, like you said, I think it's a blowout. Yeah, and Jalen Ramsey hasn't looked that great either this season. No, he really hasn't. Trayvon Diggs, I mean, <laughs> he, uh, I'm not going to go there. He hasn't allowed a 20 plus yard catch yet. I don't think he he's been he's been much better than he was last he, season. He and has last to. season, uh, you know, he was an All Pro. So. Uh, Watch this year. He, yeah. he he keeps playing like this, and he won't be an All Pro though. Yeah, because he doesn't have yeah twenty thousand picks. Right, right. When he he's... gets burnt every other play, <laughs> but he hasn't been burnt toast yet. I mean, he's looked pretty solid. Um, he has he has looked he has looked improved but, from last season. But he's gonna be on Cooper Cup. That's also <laughs> true. Or where is he? Are they gonna put somebody else? I don't think you slot? can. I if you oh true. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it should be a, a, a fun matchup to watch whoever is covering Cooper Cup because Dallas's defense ha- hasn't been bad. Yeah, uh, Philly, my my Eagles at Arizona. I'm riding with my boys all the way here. So am I. I'm taking Philly until I'm proven that I shouldn't. Uh, I and, am also going Philly. I mean Arizona, they they've looked better, but I'm still not convinced that they're a playoff caliber team yet. I completely agree. I mean, maybe in that division they are. But I'll keep saying it. Philly's the best team in the NFC. I think Philly's the best team in the NFL. If I, I was doing power rankings, Philly's my number one. I know. I agree. I agree too. Um, they are my number one. I don't know if they're necessarily going to finish number one. They'll be a top three team, and they're going to finish top of the NFC, I believe. Yeah. Um. And Arizona has a poor secondary. There's no way they're covering AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. Let me give a quick shout out to Byron Murphy because uh, I saw a stat like last week. Um, forget I forget even what the stat was. It was just 
how he's locking up all these top guys for some reason. He's mm-hmm. looked really good. Shout out Byron Murphy. Yeah, Byron Murphy's a, a stud, but when that's all you have. Yeah. I mean, I, I expect a huge week from Devonta Smith. I'm calling okay. it right now. Devonta Smith, six catches, 85 yards, uh, maybe a pair of touchdowns. Okay. All right, we got Cincinnati at Baltimore for the Sunday night game. Good game. Good game. I'm going Baltimore. I'm also going Baltimore. They are home. They've they lost last last week because of poor game management. Yes, that's um, all it came down to. Yeah, you, you got to take three there. Um, uh, Baltimore, they're kicking themselves. Uh, the, you know, John Harbaugh is the reason that John or Jim, whatever, uh, whatever brother is their coach, is the reason that that it is John. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Um, I get them confused all the time, dude. All right, Monday night, we got Vegas yeah. at Kansas City. No, no, I'm not finished talking about Cincy at Baltimore. Cincy, I think, is uh, being a little overrated after the win against Miami. Oh, well, yeah. You, I mean, be, you beat you Miami without Tua. Yeah, you beat Miami without Tua. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still not convinced on Cincy. You beat the Jets, and then you beat Miami without Tua, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced. And they almost lost to the Jets. No, they didn't. They blew them out. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Flacco was terrible that game. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Ignore me. Um, but I, I, I do think uh, Baltimore is going to win this game. Uh, Vegas at KC Monday night. KC. KC all day. That's, could you, leave it at you, that. You threw up 41 points on Tampa Bay's defense. Yeah. That's, yeah. All right. Parlay pick of the week. Let's go. Really quick. You. All right. I have Chargers money line, Tennessee money line, Detroit plus three, the Jets also plus three for plus 929 odds, lay down $10, win $92.90. I'm going with Pitt plus 14. It's just crazy spread. Detroit, New England over 46.5. The Jets and Miami under 44.5. And And the Washington money line for plus 14.16 odds. Wow, it's a shame that Carson Wentz is going to cost you uh, all that money. He might. All right. Uh, Waiver wire wire watch. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll kick it off. Yeah, we got a returner. Yeah, we have somebody uh, you know coming back on the list from last. We got Romeo Dobbs. Um, after going for eight catches, seventy-three yards, and a touchdown in Week Three, Dobbs comes out in Week Four and gets another eight targets. Uh, but this time he only caught five catches, uh, forty-seven yards, and a touchdown. So not as productive. He but did drop a touchdown though. He, so. he, exactly, he did drop a touchdown. Obviously, Dobbs is getting targeted. Uh, as he has 16 targets in two weeks, but as he continues to earn the trust of Aaron Rodgers, he will only get better and show more production. Uh, Dobbs doesn't exactly have much competition for the wide receiver yeah. one spot because who is it? Alan Lazard, yeah. the lizard. Uh, so I expect Dobbs' role in this offense to grow as the season progresses. Yeah, and he is he is available in 26% of sleeper leagues right now, so he's still out there. Yeah, Tyler Algier, um, Patterson just got put on IR, going to miss at least four weeks. Obviously, pick up Algier. Sorry. That's going to make the mics go crazy. Oh, yeah, you're right. Nice okay. job. Tyler Algier had a 44% snap share after uh, Patterson went down. He averaged 8.4 a carry on his 10 touches. Um, it seems like him and Huntley are going to split, split the touches with more of the work going to Tyler Algier. Um, he's going to be effective, and he's only rostered in 32% of leagues. Pick him up, start him as a flex. I think he's a good uh, good option. I mean, he's going to get the touches in that offense. And I guess you'll see. Yeah, I think Algier is gonna gonna really um, carve out a, a role in that Atlanta offense after yeah. getting this opportunity. Devontae Parker is another one I like. Um, 
Coming off a week where he only had two for 24 and a touchdown, catching passes from Bailey Zappi. Um, Parker has shown he's the wide receiver one on the team, though. If Mac Jones is ready to play, which he very uh, very well may be, um, Parker's a very solid option. In week three, he had 10 targets for 100 or 10 targets he brought in uh five catches for 156 yards um in the last two games he has a 97 percent snap rate in the offensive snaps he's only rostered in 30 37 percent of leagues so uh i like Devontae parker a lot if mac jones plays if not then i'd stay away from any receiver on that team yeah um personally i i i'm gonna lie griffin i, I kind of disagree with Devontae parker i think nelson aguilar is the guy to stop own there. that Devontae Parker is really good. Devontae Parker is really good. He was good. criminally underrated in the Miami offense just because that offense was not good when he was there. Right, right. However, I think Aguilar is your deep guy, and I think he has a lot more upside every week because, you know, he's, he can get you that, you know, long, like, 60, 70-yard touchdown that's going to put you they, they were using Devontae Parker deep, too. He could go up and get the ball. He's a big boy. He That's is. why I like him a lot. Yes, I just I, I haven't seen enough out of Parker yet to warrant adding him to my bench. Okay. Um, sorry, I'll mean to, to trash right. him. Your, I'm, your I'm, I'm picking him up and he's winning me a week. <laughs> um, another guy you should watch out for is uh, Kenny Pickett because you know it is officially Kenny Pickett season. Uh, Trubiscuit was benched for Kenny Pickett halfway through the game on Sunday, uh, and it's clear that the keys of the Pittsburgh offense are in Pickett's tiny hands now. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> With a very talented receiving core, uh, I expect Pickett to quickly show up on people's radars, uh, especially after Pitt, Pitt plays Buffalo, uh, who has a banged-up secondary this week. Uh, I'm, I'm adding Kenny P uh, in, in most leagues. You know, he has rushing abilities uh, that just make him a... a quarterback with uh yeah this team's so much uh, an, better with Pickett in there yeah with an ample amount of fantasy potential yeah their offense it's so much better with Pickett playing speaking uh, of their offense I've got George Pickens yeah. on my waiver watch um when Pickett came into the game Pickens brought in all four of his targets from for over 70 yards the rookie uh to rookie connection is going to be very strong moving forward uh, Pickens was a first round talent just had injury and off the field questions his breakout is starting and with Pickett behind center, I think he's going to have some really big games. He's only rostered in 58% of sleeper leagues, so he's going to be out there in a lot of leagues. Um, George Pickens is a guy where, especially dynasty leagues, I mean, he's not going to be available because you probably drafted him, but dynasty long-term, great option. Right now, with Kenny Pickett coming in, I think George Pickens is a great, great flex option. Yeah, um, I'm just surprised they haven't gotten him more involved in the offense after he had that catch of the year. Yes, the, uh, I mean, you saw that catch, right? Who hasn't? That was insane. That was that was more impressive than the Odell Beckham Jr. catch. Yeah, yeah. So, it's uh, it's NFL young boy season. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last guy on the waiver wire watch that we have, Zach Milson. Um, imagine Joe Flacco through the first three weeks if he was able to extend plays with his legs. That's kind of what we have here yeah. in Zach Wilson. Uh, what he's lacking in accuracy, though, he's going to make four up on the ground. Uh, I think Wilson has a shot at being a viable backup in fantasy with matchup-based upside. His uh, mobility is going to especially help him a lot with the banged-up O-line. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a true playmaker and is a franchise quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. He has the weapons and a cannon of an arm. You just have to give, get him some time in the pocket. 
right. and he's going to make plays and keep he'll keep the Jets' offense in games. I mean, that receiving core is not bad at all either. Speaking of Garrett receiving. Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey yeah. Davis, you know, the Magic Conklin. Yeah. Uh, I mean – you got he Michael has, Carter and Brees Hall to the backfield. Yeah, who Brees Hall? Uh, we, that's the one guy we didn't talk about, but I do want to highlight real quick. Mm-hmm. Go out and get Brees Hall right now in most leagues. If you don't already own him, put together a trade package because he's taking over this backfield. He's had double-digit fantasy points every week so far, I believe. Yeah, I think so. I think he's had ten or more fantasy points every week up until this point. He is he has a high floor, but he has an even higher ceiling. Um, if Michael Carter gets hurt, Michael Carter doesn't even need to get hurt for, for Brees Hall to have fancy relevance, but I, I think Brees Hall is going to step up. I think he's going to finish as a high-end RB2 by the end of the season. So, I would like to point out also that uh, Zach Wilson has as, has more receiving touchdowns in New York than Kenny Galladay. Wow. I mean, Eagles right tackle Blaine Johnson also has more receiving touchdowns uh, in his career than... Uh, it does in his Giants career. Yeah. So, sorry, Kenny G, but yeah, no, that he's not good anymore. He's <laughs> yeah, and but that's what surprised me about the Giants is they're paying this guy seventy million dollars. I know they're not using him, and they're still what three and one. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, Daniel Jones hasn't even looked Spe- that great. Speaking of the Giants, I did see that uh, they had a guy in the building yesterday. I did see that as well. And this is another guy. Odell Beckham Jr. Another guy to keep out for, keep watch for. Yeah, I mean, he probably won't be cleared until November, but it's kind of clear through, like, his tweets and stuff that he wants to return to New York. And if if the Giants could add him, i like the Giants to make a playoff push. Yep. Yeah, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Go ahead, Odell Beckham Jr. in a couple weeks uh, right before he signs I'm, in New York. I'm ready. I uh, I mean, because you saw how he looked in that Super Bowl last year. Yeah, he, I mean, right before he got hurt, he right looked like he, got, he was going to have an insane game. game. Yeah, I mean, he, and, and you add him to an offense like New York's who is just missing, like, a wide receiver, I, I think personally, of being short of a playoff team. I, I think I could agree with if that. If they can get a number one receiver like Odell, I, I honestly think the Giants can make a run. I, I don't think Daniel that. Jones is that bad. I think Brian Dable is an incredible coach. Brian Dable's one of the, he could win Coach of the Year this year if they uh, they finish over five hundred. I think a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I I think I've been saying nine and eight is I think their ceiling. But hey, I mean, crazier things have happened. That is very true. So. That'll pretty much do it yeah, for this gonna, episode. It's going to do it. Make sure to add us on socials. Yep, we're at Ice Bath Sports on Instagram and TikTok, at Ice Bath Pod on Twitter. And you can watch the YouTube version of this on the Ice Bath Sports Podcast YouTube page. We post daily content. Be sure to check us out. Subscribe if you're new. And I guess just stay cool. Stay cool. Yeah. <laughs>